Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Copyright is scheduled for one listen. All right. So it's Brian Rails. Who the fuck else? And welcome to another edition of Off the Rails Uncensored, where I have no filters and I will tell it like it is. And I'm going to tell you, boys and girls, men, men, ladies and men, women and ladies, gentlemen and merfolk, whoever's listening to this podcast, Godspeed, because it's going to be hella informative of not just how I feel, but basically what's going on in professional wrestling. Seeing as how uh, AEW and WWE are trying to change things up, WWE doing their Thunderdome thing this Friday on Fox, where you can watch a new and experience Raw, SmackDown Live, and NXT. And a very virtual experience. And see, I didn't mean to start off with an advertisement, but that's basically the field of professional wrestling right now. It's not, you know, so much the uh, stories that are the problem. It's the fact that we cannot go anywhere here stateside or anywhere for that matter to uh, NXT UK is folded because, well, of allegations for several professional wrestlers, such as Lee Garrow, Jordan Devlin, Travis Banks. But it's not just the cancellations and rape accusations, people. It's the fact that pro wrestling as a whole, it's going to be difficult to get it back on its feet, right? It's not so much, you know, that they don't have our attention. It's the fact that it just doesn't fucking feel the same. For me, at least. When I watch NXT, it's not... It's difficult... When it comes to, well, the general feel, meaning the atmosphere when the crowd would start, well, I don't miss the dueling chants whatsoever. I would rather take a crowd that will boo and cheer and be somewhat unique. Chanting is started on its own. I get it, man. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to do it so at Russell underscore radio, at Brian Rails on the Twitter or you can message Lady Lynn, who is standing by, on Wrestle Radio Network on forward slash Facebook.com. Anyways, back to the subject at hand. It just doesn't feel the same because not so much that they aren't putting out stories and they're not drawing entry. It just doesn't feel the fucking same. I used to be able to get glued to my TV for certain matches when it came to NXT. I... I still flip back and forth, though, for AEW and WWE. Do you know why? That way, I am one of those guys that remains informed. 
not completely fucking clueless about professional wrestling. Although, you know what, my bias is towards, and you pretty much hear it on my show pretty much all the time. Not that I dislike AEW. It's called I've Seen This Before. Except for, you know, I'm starting to wonder, are the fortunes going to be reversed this time around? Because WWE seems to be struggling just a tidbit, and there's rumors circulating that all the big names are going to jump ship to AEW. I don't like how certain fans are just at war with one another. My God, man, we found another thing to fucking argue over in this world. And that would be, instead of arguing about politics, religion, sexual orientation, we're now arguing, let's then argue it over. The indie fans will argue with the pure fans. The elitists will argue with the elitists. WWE versus AEW, this is better because... You know what? I miss the days where you could just flip the fucking channel from TNT to USA and you would watch one and record the other so that you could catch up on the other when you got home from school. And I'm talking about the days of WCW and WWF. Sure, I mean, it's it's a work in progress right now with WWE and AEW. You don't think that companies aren't going to step up their game because, you know, certain fans have been saying, well, your company can't do this right, it can't do that right, if I were the promoter, if she were the booker, this would look right. Well, you know what? Professional wrestling to me has kind of lost its luster just a smidgen because then you got the workers running around talking about if you don't know what you don't like, then you can't say shit. All of you, shut the fuck up. That's all I have to say. I am so sick and tired of the wars between all three. The indie smarks that think they know everything because they know a bit of terminology and they wrestle in their backyard. And then you have... The fans who believe one company is better than the other because the other one's so predictable. And you know what? Leave them be because at the end of the day, it's like the political stance. You're not going to change a Republican into a Democrat overnight, and you're not going to change a Democrat into a Republican overnight. Although, I wonder. No, I don't wonder. And we're not talking politics. This is a professional wrestling podcast. And tonight, I will go over NXT results, my friend. Just give me a fair, you know, fair shake in this in this world we call love. Now, I did catch Shotzi Blackheart and Rhea Ripley versus the Robert Stone brand of Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez. You want to talk about intriguing, man. The females are starting to get their hands dirty. And uh, before that, I will go back. Believe me, I will. I will go back. And uh, The main event featured Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream. And the winner would go on to go to that ladder match for the North American Championship. So it's Finn Balor. No, oh, it's so weird not saying his name. Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, <clears throat> Damian Priest, Timothy Thatcher, and Goldman. I wish Dexter Loomis wouldn't have gotten hurt, but you know what? It's okay. That dude had a lot of range, and... Uh, it's sad to see him gone. I, I really liked him. 
Anyways, so tonight we saw a preview package of Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, and it'll be for the NXT Championship this Saturday, even though the dude, or Karrion Cross has only had two fucking matches. whoop de doo you know, he's big, he's, he's an impact wrestler, what have you. Oh, I'm going to give feedback, all right. There's a virtual viewing party, folks. I mean, it's not not to be mean here, but it's like there's a virtual viewing party that you can pay money for to see them virtually and not sign autographs because the pandemic is going on. And, well, nothing says get the fans involved like a virtual party. I would love to, you know, go to an autograph session. I'd love to go to a show, but, you know, we are in what we are in. So, and I've reiterated that way too much already tonight. So... There was a viewing party at Full Sail University, so tonight's takeover, 30, we'll go home edition, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's second chance qualifying matches tonight with Gargano, you know, still out with, you know, Candice LeRae, Ridge Holland. Okay, so Gargano and Ridge Holland, I have never heard of this guy. I'm guessing Gargano won. Poor Ridge in his debut. Uh, Gargano is now the official five-man ladder match The vacant North American Tag Team Championship Over, you know, Bronson Reed And then, let's see, Gar- LaRae helps Gargano to his feet And now, oh, who also get to his feet So, Dakota Kai Versus Jesse Kamiya They must be giving the roster a chance for new people So Let's see here. Kai got you know takes Kamiya down. Let me guess, Dakota Kai. So you know what can you do, folks? You got a next man up, next woman up. Tegan Knox is being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell about her recent words. Knox says the comments did take her by surprise. Uh, they were once friends, and she walked off. Legado del Fantasma versus Brizongo and Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm guessing after a long-winded Legado del Fantasma. No, I don't care for those guys. I, I just outright do not care. That's that's one of the reasons. So, Velveteen Dream won his qualifying match. Qualifying match. Sorry, folks, I can't speak tonight. Um, like I said, it just doesn't. Not for NXT, man. That's not what I'm referring to, and I will get to that. Later on on the segment and the title of the show, Off the Rails Uncensored, because I don't want to waste my rants all in one cell. So who the hell is messaging me on Instagram? Oh, how nice. Um, yes, dude, my sentiment is that pro wrestling is not the same because you don't have a crowd. Is one thing. You don't have the feel of a merge stand. You don't, you know, you can buy it online. It's the same effect, right? Which is what I do, anyways, for whatever's not on the merge stand because the merge stand will have the predictable bullshit that parents will buy their kids, their uh, trend followers will buy what trend is trending. And there's no shame in it, right? But I'm just saying it doesn't feel the same because, yes, AEW is reminiscent of WCW. And you're going to tell me it's better because the content has evolved. Look who's in it. Literally, Rhodes, Jericho, and now Bischoff, and JR, 
The only thing missing would be Cornette announcing alongside Jr. Well, the fact that we haven't seen Lawler in a while because of accusations. Anyways, anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. So, the match between Velveteen and Finn Balor. You had a waterfall at the end of the match. You know, had all these guys, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest. So, it came out in pairs. So, I like the way that worked because you had a sequence of guys coming in and out, in and out. And there was nonstop action. See, I like that. And I like the stories being told. But like you said... There's a few things missing when it comes to watching a full WWE show, getting the full effect, getting the full feel. Yeah, we got the story. That's not the fucking problem. The problem is this country is, you know, nonstop repeating the news. Is there any updates on COVID-19? And you know what? Honest to God, heavens to Betsy, they should just, I don't know. What to suggest that would not get a rah, 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 you're wrong response, but lo and behold, that's what's going to happen when I say this next. You want to go to sporting events, you get the sicklies out in temperature checks, you know, or the swab from the nasal area. I don't know. I would rather prefer to go to a show than have fucking cabin fever. That's all I'm saying. And it's not just going to the show. It's being amongst fellow wrestling fans. And we all know we take care of each other's hygiene, right? I would hope, but, you know, some wrestling fans don't shower, some don't. I'm being serious. I'm not being mean, I'm just being honest. Because some of you, do you know what a shower is? Do you know what soap is? Do you know what body wash is? This is not a personal attack. Yes, it is. Because some of you are messaging me through Instagram, can I sniff you through there? Fuck no, I won't. Lock would be probably the most fun episode of Off the Rails Uncensored. I don't even have a guest on this show, but you know what? Here's what I'm going to tell you. The focus on tonight is to try and look at the positives and negatives of professional wrestling, pros, cons, what have you. People just critique shows. No, that's that's what some podcasts have turned into, and they're like, "Well, I like this angle." Did you hear about the kidnapping of Sonya Deville? I mean, that's pretty much what some do. They're like, "Okay, the gentleman was 24 years old. He drove all the way from South Carolina. Now I'm going into a news story. See, I told you it's going to be all over the place in news and pro wrestling news." It was reported that a 24-year-old man was standing outside of Sonya Deville's home. And he tripped an alarm because the doofus had been leaving social media hints that he was going to come for Deville. And somehow this idiot found her address, broke into her home, tripped the alarm, stayed in the household looking for Sonya. And then Sonya exited the garage with a friend of hers and she pressed charges I don't blame her, he's being held without bond, I don't blame the law see this shit's more interesting when it was not only reported on TMZ but multiple news source sites including ESPN .com NBC CNBC, ABC oh yes and the ever so reliable TMZ (laughs) 
It's no joke, folks. Just you don't know if someone's stalking you or trying to kidnap you. Just be aware of your surroundings. That's all I have to say on that one. So, um, yeah, stuff like that. You know, when the news gets you intrigued because of your company, not just the company you work for, but I mean, Sonya's on Total Divas on E. If you want to catch those episodes, you can catch replays on DailyMotion.com. On YouTube, you can even catch it on the WWE website. There will be tidbits and clips, maybe full clips on the WWE Network. Anyways, moving forward, pro wrestling and its feeling, you know, I try to catch as much as I can because I work mornings from Monday to Friday, and I know I'm not the only one that goes through the grind at that time, you know. I'm just saying maybe you guys should do a weekend show, like Saturday night main event, just to get ratings. And please do not main it up. Let NXT do it because, well, Lord only knows they want to have their weekends off, yes. But maybe you could pre-tape it or maybe go live. I don't know. There's got to be something that pro wrestling can do. And I know people are going to say, well, AEW, man, that's where it's at. I've watched AEW, okay? To me, it's one big, you know, indie clusterfuck. No, it's not what it is, dude. Come on. It's one big clusterfuck to begin with, and if you give them that idea... They're going to be like, well, we have to get the rights to the names. It's just one big verbal shot at one another through social media. Chris Jericho talking about Mike Chioda getting fired from WWE and how they should have never fired him. Well, yeah, they should have never fired him because they had to cut cap space. Do some people think before they open their fucking mouths? No, I sure as hell don't. But... You know, when it comes to firing a well-known official, so is that why you guys hired on Earl Hebner who won't shut the fuck up about the Montreal screw job? Or a referee who tries to get herself over every fucking match and forget the match, might as well focus on Aubrey Edwards, right? That's what I'm saying. Professional wrestling doesn't have to be traditional to be entertaining. But you got to retain some of the value from said tradition in order for non-wrestling fans who just begin to watch or just begin to watch the programming is like so insightful. You know, I have a friend I was going to have over on this show, but I forgot to message him. My bad, Kelly. Um, but you will be on next week, my friend. So I got to... <clears throat> I got to, you know, just point this out, folks. It's never easy, you know, with one person's opinion and the other person's opinion and dueling opinions. It's like, um, dueling opinions in a bad way, not in a good way. I, I say this because like I said, no one will agree with each other unless they have the same opinion. And in doing so, you know what that creates? 
when a person that has an opposing point of view steps into the conversation, into the lion's den of professional wrestling, smarks, marks, and fans. Yes, there are three categories. Fans who don't give a fuck about what they Dave Meltzer said on the dirt sheet. I love you. Fans who, you know, give a crap about what Dave Meltzer said on the dirt sheet. I uh, commend you for reading bullshit that that man post. And even though he's a supposedly a really nice gentleman, and I, I think you know his intentions are good, but this isn't you know 1999 where we need every bit of aspect because we're so enthralled by the product, right? You can't even do that anymore because if you watch the story that involves itself in professional wrestling, you know all I can tell you is sometimes you may be able to follow along and. Other times you're just like, wow, holy shit, what did I just watch? You've heard this all before, but I figure it'd be best if it recycles itself through verbiage, right? Because tonight's NXT wasn't bad at all. It's just like, did Shawn Michaels decide to um, tell the workers to do 16 gajillion super kicks at the end? And one, you know, choke slam in between all those sequences. I don't give a fuck about the move. I, I really enjoyed the main event, and I'm glad that there's, there are certain stars stepping up. Damian Priest, a graduate of Monster Factory, just throwing that out there. Uh, Bronson Reed. God, man, he, you know, in the NXT uh, All-Star Tournament, it's just like the male version of the May Young Classic. And that dude, I, I figured, would do something special. Look at his size. Finn Balor, you know, I don't know if he's giving others the opportunity. He's doing what some people fail to do on Maine, and that's put others over. In a sense that it gets them back in the limelight, back in the you know, good graces of people. Cameron Grimes is definitely an interesting character. Um like I said, though, NXT somehow pulls the trigger majority of the time when it comes to presenting a show to the fans, giving the fans a story or stories that we can follow. AEW, I don't know. I It depends. If you're asking me who I'd prefer, you know I don't, like I said, I don't really follow them all that much. And I watch DVRs of them, but that's about it. Um, no, I don't. I don't really... No, I don't. And the only thing that they have results for is uh, August 12th, nowhere FTR heel turn. Oh, I love how writers fucking... That are not... Oh, oh my. If they're writing a review, how would you write it? Okay, how would I write a review for WWE or AEW? I'd have to watch the entire show first, and I don't want to do that for Raw. I certainly don't, I don't mind if SmackDown Live was the review I had to do. If you're asking me, was it Jason, are you asking me? Okay, I'll say where you're from. Jason from Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, hey, represent. You're asking me what review and why? 
I'd write SmackDown Live's review. I would write AEW, Dynamite, uh, NXT. And I'll tell you why those three shows, because NXT has a story that follows, and it doesn't quit. The feud is not, you know, one and done like Lashley. You know, Rusev quit, but I don't blame him for being part of a, you know, love triangle story and saying that, you know, there's other stories that they could have worked him in and could have even given him a better opportunity to succeed. But we all know that that result kind of was going to be up in the air kind of bullshit. And to tell you the truth, if they said it was the most watched segment on WWE Raw, I don't know why, but thanks for boosting the ego of someone or some people who decided, you know, this Attitude Era-like story is worth the viewing or viewership of the fans. I remember my friend and I would just change the channel or turn on a movie, you know, during this whole ordeal, right? And that was part of the reason why I say the feel of professional wrestling is, has changed a great deal. Because, yes, there's going to be various audience members as well. I thought all those knockers were hot. Or, I can't believe she dated Lashley. OMG. Really? People, come on. There's got to be... There's got to be better stories out than Lana, Rusev, and Lashley. Or <laughs> Let me rephrase that. There's much better stories in professional wrestling that could captivate an audience than that. And that's just not one story that bothered me. The whole fiend, Braun Strowman... Alexa Bliss nonsense. I don't know whether to laugh or cry about how you're going to put intrigue by Strowman attacking Bliss and then he disappears and no one sees him. It's like, I think I'm going to hurl the next story that comes out with Bray Wyatt because, or the fiend. It's just a copycat, copy and paste of Finn Balor and the Demon King, but a darker, demented, twisted version added to it. That's just my take on it, folks. And yes, I nitpick, and yes, the negatives get mentioned a lot during this show. But I, you know, I call it realisms because it's telling the truth about what certain fans may see or not see what WWE is trying to do. Same with AEW. That, you know... Some parts of it are structured, and it's not that they don't have intriguing stories with Jericho and Moxley and Orange Cassidy and the Jurassic Experience. I mean, they've got names. They've got flashy pizzazz and indies that come out of the fucking woodwork to be on the show. Opportunity is opportunity. Wherever you work is wherever you work in professional wrestling. However, that's what, you know, I'm going to say and leave it at. Opportunity is opportunity. But, boy, sometimes you guys suck. Just being honest. Oh, and um, 
Let me see here while I have you guys all at attention with one. Oh, goodness. I have another call. Okay, cool. Um, okay, cool. I wonder if this guy wants to add some input to a show because I'm just rambling on here. and I've got 30 minutes left on my show. So, um, all right. I'm just going to take the adventure and let this person on the show because I have about five minutes towards uh, off the rails uncensored. Holy snap. Hello, hey, how you doing, may I ask who's calling? How you doing? Joe, how you doing? It's Joe. Joe? Yeah, Joe, how you doing? I can barely hear you, dude. Do you have yourself on speakerphone or... Hello? All right, well, we dropped a call. I guess that's the perfect segment here, segue into... <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the following content is set to inform or offend. Warning, the following content has several expletives involved in during this broadcast. If at any time you let your child listen to this, shame on you. This content is not suitable for kids under the age of 18 or at the lowest and bare minimum under the age of 14. Any reproduction of the title and the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored as a produced podcast will be punishable by law and $45 will be fined to the individual directly responsible for trying to reproduce said content. And guess what? It'll get directly put into and deposited into my PayPal account. Anyways, folks, you're about to enter my brain. Welcome to the roller coaster ride that never ceases to end. Enjoy the madness. Dig it. same feeling in the sense that when you get up and you've got your ticket in your hand as a fan, and this is just from a fan's perspective, you're not getting the same value for some things, you know, like if there was a feud between a character and you could be able to be like, oh man, I can't wait to see Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream or I can't wait to see Jericho versus Moxley or Darby Allen versus Jericho versus Moxley or you get what I'm saying? The overall feel, they're like, well, I still watch it. I just watch it, you know, at certain times. I watch when I'm ready. I have it on DVR. That's what I'm fucking talking about. 
people can adapt to watching political ads and debates, you know, because it's live. Some of this shit is pre-taped, and I'm talking about WWE. Believe me, you know, when they said Thunderdome Experience on Fox this Friday, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? That's at least something different. It's it's something new, but it's still, I mean, how the hell are we supposed to enjoy it through, a, you know, a normal TV if we don't got a virtual TV, like a 3D TV, my bad. Not everybody can be Mr. Richie Rich or Mrs. Richie Rich and afford that nonsense. The fact that, you know, there's enhancements where you can hook it up to your TV and watch. I'm just saying. Pro wrestling as a whole, not the same feel because it's not the contents that's the issue. It's not the stories. Well, some of the stories are the issue. And i got to explain something to you about how I feel. I've razzed before on Sasha Banks and Bailey for a reason. It's because those two have talent. Obviously, they wouldn't be on main roster. Obviously, they wouldn't, you know... Well, they're doing their jobs. They got you intrigued. No, what they have is two, I don't know. One can be a great heel. The other, well, you know, it's like a Chief fan trying to go to a Raider fan wearing Raider gear because their teams aren't playing. I guarantee you some Chief fans would say, well, I'd wear the other team's jersey just to spite the Raiders. See what I mean? That's like, okay, an AEW fan trying to sit through a WWE show. Or a WWE fan who has never watched AEW then trying to sit through their confusing bullshit, too. And by confusing bullshit, I mean, you've got Brody Lee in the Dark Order. And there's like five gajillion factions in AEW including the Inner Circle, <laughs> the Dark Order, Jurassic Experience is not a group, it's a tag team. But there's more than two factions in AEW, including a women's faction with Cody Rhodes' wife, Brandy Rhodes. It's not the same field. Stop. You guys say you're nothing like WCW. You say you don't want to be overly bloated with former WWE talent. Uh, 16 wrestlers later, including FTR, Bea Priestley, Britt Baker, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes. JR is not a wrestler, but he's considered, you know, part of promotion and talent. Oh, Billy Gunn. Jake the Snake Roberts, who was once part, you know. It's like, are you saying they can't? No, I'm not saying they can't go to AEW. I'm just saying, when you make a statement, please fucking be smart enough to back it up with statements like, well, we we saw the opportunity, so we picked them up. Instead, you know, we're not overly going to bloat ourselves with WWE talent at AEW. And you want to know why this has anything to do with the feel ain't the same. So you can say one hypocritical or more, two or more hypocritical statements, take jabs at the other company, do social media. They're like, oh, they're just doing it as one big work. They're all friends. I'm like, I don't think so, folks. 
even though Chris Jericho plays mediator or tries to, you know, be in the middle and not get himself involved in any of the bullshit, which I, you know, I admire about Chris because there are certain qualities of Chris Jericho that I miss that were in WWE if they would just let him and be a part of the creative staff because sometimes, no, most of the time on main rosters where things get flubbed up. It's not the same where you tuned in every week from 99 to 2004, 2005, 2006, and 7 was pushing it. 8 really got bad. Oh, boy, yeah, that's when I stopped watching um, WWE altogether because not only was the scene not the same, they were losing fans. It's just about now that they have all this stuff in the network so you can relive your childhood, you can have fun watching WWE programming. I mean, guys, I remember when NXT first came out, it was a joke. It was a reality show. You had Titus O'Neil running around with a beer cake and he tripped over it. Then they were taken seriously after, you know, the original NXT, Wade Barrett, Keith Slater, Justin Gabriel, Daniel Bryan. When the Nexus came out as a story, everyone says, you know, Cena didn't put him over, this, that, the other. I got news flash for you. I don't like Cena, but guess what? Those five moves of Doom kept him around for 20-plus years and also hindered a lot of shit. Because like most from, actually, some from that era would say, he wasn't a bad worker. No, you're not wrong. However, you want to know the reasons why I didn't tune into WWE sometimes? Because when you have somebody that makes a lot of kids happy, it's not a crime for them to win a championship. No. It is a crime when you are against bringing talent in. Robert Roode, anyone? AJ Styles? Kevin Owens? It's all because then he would actually have to work outside his fucking comfort zone. It's not just Cena that was part of the fucking problem, guys. Pro wrestling as a whole right now, where in the hell is it going? So now Randy Orton kicked Shawn Michaels. Are we going through the legend killer phase again? I'm just questioning, you know, some of the stuff that goes on because it's like I caught a tidbit in clips of WWE Raw. OMG, you know. Selena Vega poisoned Montez Ford, and Bianca Belair got upset because that's her man. I think it's kind of funny how some of the stories just take shape, and you're like, okay, well, cool. What the hell did I miss, or what the hell did I turn in or tune into? Oscar Sasha Bailey. Now I know this Saturday. WWE is not going to do the right thing. They're going to continue this fucking shit until WrestleMania or the fact that Asuka gets pissed off enough and leaves and then your ratings go down the tube. Why it doesn't feel the same? Because what happened to give the fans what we want? Or is that just a ploy to draw us in because your numbers were sucking eggs? And like I said again, pro wrestling feel is not pro wrestling. In some instances, NXT is fine. 
Dynamite's okay. It could be better. They have, you know, listened to a lot of the, you know, feedback of saying maybe your show could be better if you tried. No. They got a lot of dudes that have the brains of a genius when it comes to creative think creative thinking wise. There's there's one problem. When you have two or more that are saying, Do this, do that, maybe we should do this. Arn Anderson's the one you guys should really be listening to because that man helped out NXT. That was the man that made stories so good and made Undisputed the still, you know, the heels that were not only not feared, but, you know, reviled, hated, loved at the same time. He had a big, intricate part in that plan, you know, for the creative standpoint, from the creative standpoint. So it just, you know, the momentum shifted because I know Billy Gunn and them helped Brian James and Shawn Michaels and Hunter and all the guys run SmackDown Live. And it's not just those names that ran it. There are a shit ton of writers back there, right? But it all gets approved by one man. And the reason why so many people fell out of touch WWE, because it's like, where in the fuck are you guys deciding to go, creative speaking-wise? There's no way... Pro wrestling is going to fall off the map. There's no way. Period. Point blank. That's going to completely disappear and be left without a trace. But the reason why it feels the way it fucking does is because right in our faces, And it's like, which stories do we choose to be intrigued by? Can anybody answer that question? Because I know my friend Chris in Columbia, Missouri, that is, he agrees on certain aspects with me about how the business of professional wrestling has evolved immensely, man. Because without social media... Do you honestly think these allegations and and these stories, whether they're you know added as a work or not, do you think it'd be the same? I don't I don't think so. So the feel you know from social media's perspective is that social media can either be a help or a harm. I must tell you. As a fan of 20 plus years and a former manager in the Indies, um, I got a taste of what a professional wrestling life could be like. You know, going from town to town, going to the arenas, even if it was just Kansas City or St. Louis. You see how intricate. Intricately put the shows put together It's like you know You're rehearsing Not only a show but this is your career So you are rehearsing And remembering The fans How are they going to react when I say this When people give facial expressions Now we see it on TV And all the fans are clamoring Whether you're AEW or WWE we are clamoring to get back to going to shows. And I would love to go see both next year. Because truth be told, folks, I don't know about you all. 
I'm pretty sure I can get a resounding hell yeah. Do you, if you miss professional wrestling, give me a hell yeah. Well, that was terrible. You know, maybe if I just try a little harder, I don't know. No, I'm serious, dude. Like, I was trying to get, you know, sound effect. But I just, there's no crowd. See, it's the same fucking thing. Oh, yes. I agree. Well, you know, it is what it is. If you miss professional wrestling fans at a show, I said... Give me a hell yeah. Maybe that was a bit of a delay, but you know, maybe a little closer, maybe a little louder. If you miss professional wrestling fans at a show and then booing and cheering your ass, Okay, that was nice. So, with 13 minutes left, folks, what I'm going to do is just take a break from the ranting and raving. If you'd like to attend a professional wrestling school, you can do so by visiting the Monster Factory website at monsterfactory.org. If you want to invest in becoming a professional wrestler, announcer, referee... Maybe even a trainer someday. Maybe even get your own wrestling school. Whatever your vested interest be, invest in yourself today. If you have inquiries or questions, school hours may be changed due to COVID-19. For more information, visit www.monsterfactory.org. Those of you wanting to catch the virtual autograph sessions or virtual meet and greets, you can go to wwe.com directly. It charges on the PayPal or it charges on the... Uh, any valid credit card or debit card, any valid email address. So you can get your virtual slot in line if you'd like reserving an appointment for a nail or hair done or whatever the fuck you do. Go to WWE.com for more information or just type it in Google. WWE virtual meet and greet. Meet the superstars of today, well, then, tomorrow, now, and forever. For those of you who don't have WWE Network, need to do so. It is $9.99 after, wait, your first month free. Also tonight, folks, it's 40% off on WWE merchandise. Select merchandise. Visit WWE shop forward slash forward slash WWE shop.com. For one-day shipping, it is $6.99. Additional fee to the previous purchase item. It is... $7.99 for two days ground shipping and it is $21.99 for next day shipping. Some items may take a little bit longer due to the pandemic and COVID-19 and production of material. If you cannot pay all of your uh, expenses at once, there is this lovely thing called Klarna. It works like uh, installment payment. So for example, if you get an item that is $36.98, you will pay either $9.99 First few payments and then the last payment of eight ninety seven, something like that. 
Visit Karna's website for more details. See affiliated <clears throat> vendors that are associated with their website and the installment payment system. More questions, you can call WWE Shop. All right, thereof. Those of you who hunger for more professional wrestling, AEW Dynamite airs Wednesdays at 8, 7 Central on TNT. For those of you who are not aware, WCW Nitro used to be on that network. So, AEW's merchandise, you can capture the original t-shirt at your local malls or on ProWrestlingTees.com for AEW merchandise. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com or the AEW website. Their shipping and fees will include be included on the website AEW.com. All right, folks, 10 minutes and counting. So the feel of professional wrestling is like when you go to a place that you've never been before, right? It's supposed to feel that way where you feel spontaneous crap's going to happen and you won't know what's going to hit you next in the face with all these stories. Well, like I said, the problem... On one end, they say they're going to give the fans what we want. The problem is we're not there. Not just presence is lacking, but the overall feel, you know, the feel that pro wrestling used to give us. You know, like, man, did you see that AEW Dynamite, man? Did you see Dynamite last night? It was great. Not very many wrestling fans exist on my friends list, man. That's what I'm saying. That's why this podcast, thank you, goes the way. Thank you to those, by the way, 5,585, 15 left to get to 6,000 all-time listens. These episodes include special guests. This is a cheap plug, I know. Right here in my bedroom in Brooklyn, New York. The cheap feel and cheap plug. With special guests, that have appeared on this show, including Izzy or Minnie Bailey, Minnie Sasha, the world-famous Monster Factory head coach, trainer, and owner, Danny Cage, Travis Whip Gordon, Ronnie, Big Bang Ronnie Nicole, Gil Rogers, Sammy Callahan, long time ago. Ah, uh, who else? Danny Moe, Buku Dao. I believe, let's see who else. Oh, uh, yes. Not BTW, that's not his name. Dear Lord. Oh, yes. Jake Logan. Cato, the controversial one. Maya Jade. Blackest Jack. By the way, our episodes are free on iTunes. Another cheap plug. Anyways, folks, the feel of professional wrestling when it comes to sitting down, watching on TV versus sitting in an arena that smells like nachos and T-shirts and various other smells because, like I said earlier, holy hell, some of you need to wash. Oh, and um, quick shout-outs just in between all this madness. What's up? Australia, what's up, Latvia, Indonesia, UK, 
Canada, Japan, Philippines, Taiwan. What's up, Switzerland? What's up, Berlin? How's it going, Tokyo? What's up, Beijing? Oh, right, Tuscany. Wow, even Greece. How cool is this? Oh, what's up, good old United States of America? How you doing? For those of you who have tuned in almost, you know, to 6,000 listens is pretty cool. But I'm sorry, being self-absorbed in my own show. But Angel Fishes, the overall feel, the emotion, the frustrations, the happiness, the holy shit, did that just happen? I missed the holy shit chance. I I don't miss the dueling chance. I don't. Those can go suck a log. There are just certain few people that understand we have different opinions. We can disagree that professional wrestling doesn't feel the same. We can agree that it doesn't feel the same. I'm hoping that we can agree to disagree. Even that would be a step forward. A lot of you on Instagram either love what I have to say or on off the rails on censored my bad. Love what I have to say or don't love what I have to say. So, you know, it's a work in fucking progress. I don't know, dude, to answer your question, I don't know what the state of professional wrestling is. I don't think everything will shut down. I'm praying it won't. It's just one of those days, man, where I sit and contemplate about professional wrestling. I I miss it. I miss being a part of it. I miss being, going to shows. I miss making signs. Just miss professional wrestling, period, because this is the worst thing that could happen to someone. You know, it's bipolar manic. You know, it's like I go to work. You know, I, I just fucking do the same routine. I get up. We're super early at the butt crack of dawn. I go wait for the bus. I go to the train. And I'm thinking, gee, you know, it'd be nice to go to Madison Square Garden again for a show. It would be wonderful to go to Barclays Center. And outside of New York, I would have loved to go to L.A. I would have even liked to have gone to Boston for SummerSlam. But it's not just about one person. It's about billions of people, you know, that are going through what we're all going through. So wrestling is a nice distraction. It's sad that, you know, sometimes it feels like you all forget. Some of you guys forget, not all. We are the reason why you guys have a job, and that is to entertain. Some of you do it for money. Some of us. Some of you do it for us. You know, so we're not going to change people overnight, and we're not going to change the way the perception is about the business from fans. 
There's a few things, though, that maybe some people might take into consideration. Without fans, you don't exist. And fans, without them, without the workers, it would be boring as hell. We only have UFC, baseball, and football soon to come, folks, with only certain capacities allowed in their stadiums. That's another weird thing. You know, it's like wrestling used to be, for now, for the time being, because of the pandemic, they're stuck in one location. So, hopefully things get better. You know, I'm going to report more on the show, not just emotion. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our show 5,985 times. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. See you all Monday. Happy birthday, Lady Len. I will definitely answer your question through Instagram, my friend, Russell underscore radio. Thank you for all of you tuning in tonight. Toodles, bitches, I got to sleep. Got to get some waffles in the morning. Take it.